everybody. Sam Black here, Fortnite Studio here. Thanks for tuning in to the Fortnite podcast. On the pod, we speak to founders, businesses, and designers, focus on their growth, adaptability, innovation. But best of all, it's just a good chat with great people. Today, we kick things off with a great guest in the form of Ben Harper, a sales specialist and founder of lead generation company Meet Hugo. We talk about how the company has grown throughout the pandemic, a quite out there technique for testing, as well as their new website features. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome to the Fortnite podcast. I'm your host, Sam from Fortnite Studio, and today we have Ben Harper, who's founder of Meet Hugo. Ben, thanks for joining me. Thanks for being part of the start of this journey for us. Cool. Thanks for having me. So for any of our listeners who kind of haven't heard of uh, Meet Hugo and haven't heard of yourselves, can you just kind of run through your company, kind of how it started, a bit more about it? Sure. So um, Meet Hugo is a sales enablement and sales intelligence platform. So we help um, a whole range of B2B companies to find out about people who have projects that might be relevant for them. Um, and help them sort of gain intelligence so they've got a better chance of making sales, ultimately. So we work with a lot of creative companies, web design companies, marketing companies, all sorts of professional services as well, though, to um, help them get more leads and more sales, basically. Um, so we started out in sort of the end of 2018, so fairly relatively new. Um, we're based just outside of Peterborough. We're a team of about 50 people now, um, which traveled during lockdown, and we're kind of growing quite fast at the moment still and um, so yeah that, that's kind of that's kind of who we are in a nutshell yeah yeah I mean I, I heard kind of listening to another podcast and seeing a bit of your kind of PR is that you kind of you've done really really well through the pandemic I mean yeah you've grown kind of exponentially I saw one article I think it was maybe dated back in April where you kind of took on work value of uh, 62 million I mean kind of did you kind of envision this when kind of the pandemic kind of started or was it kind of, you just changed tactics? No, I think we, I think we didn't really change a lot for the pandemic. I think we, just before it started, so in January time, we just hired a new sales team, new sales manager, kind of invested in, let's, we're confident in our product now, let's kind of push the sales side a lot more. Um, and then obviously February time, we started getting a little bit worried, like everyone else did. Um, but we kind of went, no, let's, let's stick, you know, stick to what we're doing. Um, the signs are good, let's carry on. And we did, um, didn't furlough anyone or anything like that and kind of just pushed forward um, and just kind of, you know, took the approach of people are always going to need to make more sales regardless of what's going on, especially during a pandemic when they can't go out to network or they can't go out to, you know, do other other ways of kind of building their business. Um, so a lot of people came to us instead, which was great. Um, so when we kind of realised that that was what was happening, we, we started pushing harder and hiring faster and, and sort of growing from there, really. So... Yeah, it's been it's been interesting for everyone. Obviously, there's been challenges with it as well. Um, but um, yeah, it's worth that for us. Generally. Yeah, and I I think I kind of heard in another podcast I listened to about kind of your way how you changed going from a free trial to kind of your pricing model now and kind of the way and the tactic you did that. Yeah, so it was a big move. So we when we started out, we offered a seven. Well, originally we offered a fourteen day free trial. Then we cut that down to a seven-day free trial, and that made no difference on conversion for us. Um, so then we ran that probably for the best part of a year, and then we went, okay, it's time to – we got a lot of time wasted of that, as you always do with a free trial. You always get people who have no intention of paying and just give it a go. Because of the way our system works, it's not all technology. We've got a manual research team as well, so it takes them time. And you can't really figure out something's working or not in a week, really, in, in, with a platform like this. You have to give it a couple of months to kind of 
build your pipeline and try and sell to people and see the response and, and do the whole process. Um, so we, we decided we want to cut the free trial out. Um, but obviously that was a pretty scary big step. I think at that point we were getting maybe 200 people sign up for a free trial every month. And we thought, yeah. are we going to get none if we just get it off altogether? Um, signing up at all. So what we did is we, we spun up a WordPress website on a completely different brand. Um, tried it on there with nothing behind it at all. Just made a new brand up with the same kind of proposition offering, but without the free trial. Um, did a little bit of um, advertising to it, see, see what happens. And yeah, people start signing up for this random service and paying for it up front. So we're like, okay, right, this might work. Um, so once we tested that, we, we switched over and, and did it on the main site. And yeah, yeah, it's gone well from there. It's the best thing we ever did, I think, was getting rid of that free trial because people are more invested in the products. They've paid a little bit of money. They're keen to make it work and they've, they've bought into giving it a bit of time, which is what it needs. So yeah. yeah. So was that kind of changed quite seamless? Like once you kind of worked out that it was working on the other brands, transferring it over to beat hugo was it kind of did you have any kind of niggles or anything not not too much so we i think we switched over literally over new years going into 2020 um so obviously people were kind of off for a week anyway so we had a bit of time to to kind of technologically change it all over um and then we just um we left the other brand website up for quite a while and just put a banner on it saying we've been taken over by meet hugo and just kind of linked off over there um, and it was fine. We just rang the customers who were on that one and said, you're now a media customer. And everyone was like, that's fine. Um, and yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty seamless, really. We didn't run the trial for too long. We didn't, I think we had about 10 clients on the other brand. We didn't want to go too crazy. Otherwise it would have been a pain. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was pretty straightforward. I think the time of year helped, I think with doing that. Otherwise it might've been a bit more messy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I mean, I've, I've had a look at kind of your LinkedIn profile and seen kind of your background and there is a kind of, you went from, I think you're working kind of in data for the police at the start. Um, then kind of went into kind of um, data analysts, business analysts, social media. Um, and I mean, how, how have you kind of used what you've learned from kind of those previous roles into kind of your kind of company with, um, and your role with um, Meet Hugo now? Yeah, I've got a bit of a different path to a lot of people, I guess. Um, so I think the, the key role for me was that data analyst. So I was an internal analyst in the police, um, that kind of era. So I did a history degree, which is very analytical, and then went into analytics in the police, which is all around like organized, um, analyzing organized crime networks and things like that. So drug networks and people trafficking and all that sort of nasty stuff. Um, but it was a taste of taking data and people and personalities and kind of putting the two together, um, which just by a chance of my career kind of went on fell really well into kind of the marketing world because that's what you need to make a persona and make a campaign and bring the whole together and, and so that's kind of where my previous company came from which was kind of a data-driven digital marketing agency um so all those skills kind of came out there i think and then i learned a lot about leadership and leading a team there we sold that company and then um hugo kind of came around because i was thinking about all the things i've learned before and what the what the challenges were in kind of running that agency, I suppose. And now we're kind of, we're probably 50% of our clients are agencies, probably realistically now. Um, and we're quite well tailored for them because of that experience. But yeah, so I think all of that's kind of compiled into this. Um, but the main thing I think is that all of that history has been about using data. And that's kind of why we're able to kind of make decisions so quickly and pivot and move around and be quite agile because we're quite, we're quite data focused as a company. Um, everything we do kind of follows Lean startup methodology, so everything's about testing and learning and seeing what sticks. Um, being able to kind of have a handle on the data lets us do that. Otherwise, we'd kind of be 
sort of running in the dark a little bit. Yeah, 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 no, totally. And I mean, um, how you're kind of working since kind of all these like kind of forced lockdowns and restrictions, has it kind of changed the way you've kind of interacted with your staff? Have you kind of kind of adapted kind of your kind of the way you worked with them almost? Yeah, and remote working is easier in some teams than in others. So um, like our sales team, generally it's, it's okay and they can, they can manage, um, but they kind of miss the buzz of working together and kind of, you know, having that sales competition element um, from kind of a tech side, we're kind of launching a lot of new features and a lot of new products at the moment, which is a lot harder when you're not all in the same room to kind of thrash things out all the time. So I think our, our operations manager and our CTO do like 12 hours of calls every week together that's on the phone all day um mm. it's just it's just hard work for everyone it's you know it's, it's a lot easier if you're just face to face um but we've managed same as everyone else we muddle through um, and you know we're lucky that we're a digital business we can do what we can remotely um but also we've got like i'm in the office now I've got kids at home and i couldn't do this from home um we've got a nice office in the countryside enrolled mill we've got loads of space so if anyone does need to come in for things like this it's, it's ideal so we're quite lucky really yeah yeah I mean same with us we kind of before kind of lockdown we were kind of more remote anyway but we kind of came into the office once or twice a week we have offices in Manchester and London I think the difficulty with us is kind of with meeting clients for those intro calls especially if we're kind of working on a rebrand or kind of starting their idea generation it's kind of a lot easier to be there with their team for the day but yeah I mean I think like many businesses we're kind of just adapting and kind of working with what we've got well, I kind of want to move into kind of what you were leading on with your kind of product team is that kind of I've heard that you've got kind of a new site that you're ready to launch and kind of I think you've got some new features that are kind of ready to release. So if you want to kind of dive yeah, into kind of, that. Yeah, sure. So we, um, so we hired a big tech team back in sort of Q4 last year. We kind of expanded our tech team quite a lot. And um, they've been working kind of behind the scenes on taking the Hugo from to a lot of people it's seen as a lead gen platform right now so it's all about get lead contact lead see what happens and that's kind of the end of it um we're turning everything more into a sales enablement suite so we have a lot more features in there to help people at all kind of different stages do the whole sales process basically is where we're where we're aiming for so you can kind of do it all within the hugo um first step of that hopefully end of february obviously these things are a little bit loose hopefully end of february yeah. um we'll be launching a new website with the initial new features which is where we'll have um, a whole raft of prospect data in there and company data so you can kind of as well as getting the projects you can find out a lot about lots of companies segment them and kind of find information of your own for your sales teams um, and a whole host of features that make it a little bit more CRM-y in terms of deal stages and notes and threaded comments and team access and all, all the sort of things you'd expect that's kind of a big techno- sort of technology step for us to get there so that things are kind of in the right place and then the rest of the suite will come hopefully quite quickly off the back of that once we've made that big step um, everything's going to look a little bit different um, in terms of we've got a new head of design on board these days who's kind of refreshing everything for us with her ideas, um, which is really exciting and everything looks great. So, yeah, we're, everyone's pushing hard to get everything out within a month. So lots of people looking pretty tired right now, I think, on Zoom. Yeah, no, it sounds, <laughs> we're getting there. It, sounds, it sounds really exciting. And I mean, with the kind of the new website launch, is it kind of a, a refresh of your current website or are you kind of moving platforms? Moving platforms, so at the moment, the front end is all on WordPress and our, our back end tech's on sort of Laravel frameworks and things like that. Um, the website's going on to, I think we're building it in Webflow, from what I understand. And it's all custom built this time rather than sort of theme-based like on WordPress like before. 
Um, and everything's been completely new, newly copywritten, lots of animation and stuff going on in there. It's going to look pretty different. Same branding, we're not rebranded, but everything's going to look a lot more, just the next step for us, basically, a lot more grown up, I think, um, yeah. and a lot more custom. That's kind of where we're going. Yeah, I mean, we kind of, we've joined kind of Webflow as one of the expert partners recently. And yeah, we see kind of the shift between kind of going from WordPress to Webflow. I think it's just, it's a, it's a lot more kind of customizable in the back end and front end, but it's still kind of very accessible for kind of people that maybe aren't as kind of tech focused. Um, but yeah, no, it sounds really yeah. interesting. It sounds really good. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to kind of see the website myself. Me too. Me too. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's why we're using Webflow and that it's our tech team can get it all set up and nice, but then our marketing team can kind of still have free reign to, change things where they need. So we're not getting hundred tech tickets a week for marketing, asking for new landing pages and doing things like that. So I think that's why we've, why we've gone that way, which kind of makes sense. So yeah, I'm excited to, uh, excited to see it as well. I'm hoping to see some first versions and drafts pretty soon. So yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. And I mean, from kind of when you kind of launched a new website and new features kind of, have you got kind of any objectives or what you're trying to kind of achieve from it? So we use, um, we use Mixpanel quite a lot now and track all the events and everything in there um, from within the app. Um, so we are currently tagging everything up at the moment, I believe, so that we can kind of track what's going on. Um, key KPIs for us in the like, main app side are going to be obviously return user engagement and the value people are getting from the actual information that's in there. And um, front end, we're kind of planning. We measure obviously the conversion rates and things like that as our main kind of metric from our website, what, what it generates our sales team. Um, so hoping to get a decent uplift from that. We think the main problem with our current website really is that it's, we wrote it. Um, so it's quite, we write it from the perspective of someone who knows what it is. So we're not very good at explaining it necessarily. Yeah. Um, so we're getting it externally written this time. So it's hopefully a lot more punchy and a lot more accessible, just easy to understand from, from, from the offer for a client. Um, so hoping that's going to do some nice things for our conversion rates, kind of the main objective there. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what a lot of companies do find difficulty is kind of when you're kind of writing the copy, it's kind of almost like you're in this bubble, you kind of understand it. And even when you're trying to think about oh, what if someone hasn't heard of this service or this company before, it's still quite difficult. So yeah, I mean, it's good yeah. that you're kind of looking at that problem and trying to solve it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so kind of Moving on to kind of our little final section, which is kind of just quick fire questions about kind of you as the founder, as an entrepreneur. First thing kind of we want to ask is, are there any resources that you kind of always look at or fall back on if kind of you come across a problem? Um, a couple of things, I suppose. That One I mentioned earlier, we, the Lean Startup book by Eric Ries is kind of our guiding principle book of kind of should we do something let's, let's have a look um the rule in the company previously used to be if you can't do it in two or three days don't do it um that doesn't quite work anymore now we're a little bit bigger but we're trying still um but also just like having really good relationships and sort of mentors and people like that so there's other ceos that i've known for quite a few years that if i'm really stuck on something i'll i'll give them a shout um and that's that's invaluable people at different stages who've done it different ways with investment without investment etc it's, it's just good to kind of pick people's brains um, so I'm in a, a few really good sort of Slack groups with them. That's they're great resources for me as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of echo the Slack groups. I mean, that's where I found you through your coworker. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, definitely echo that. Uh, next one, um, kind of we just discussed this before the call that you didn't actually or you couldn't remember. So I was going <laughs> to ask what your favorite Chrome extension is, and I mean, I said that mine was kind of the 
suspect the tab suspender because my laptop's quite slow but i mean if you don't have a chrome <laughs> extension then is there yeah, kind of a tool or anything that you kind of use yeah the chrome extension ones are hard i've got loads but i just don't use them anymore i used to use um ones like um like the facebook tag pixel manager and google yeah. tag manager and ones like that just to see kind of you know is the tracking all set up correctly and things like that when i was doing more analytical work but now that i'm kind of stepped away from that a bit i don't use them quite so much I think in terms of tools, one we use a lot is um, Bear Metrics, which um, all our transactions are subscription. And Bear Metrics is just a really good tool for dashboarding it, showing all the stats, really easy to share with the team. Um, and that kind of really helps us kind of see where we're at all the time. Um, so that's that's a good one we use. And it's next pretty much free. So it's, yeah, it's really good. Cool. <laughs> good to know. Um, I mean, the next one's probably maybe more personal, maybe you can speak professionally as well, but I mean, when kind of the world kind of goes back to some normality, what kind of is the first thing you want to do? Get on an airplane, um, which, which um, could be work and pleasure, I suppose. Um, yeah. We've got obviously about 50% of our clients are in America. We've got a team out in the Philippines that we need to go and see. Um, we ran a sales competition here with our sales guys to win a flight out to the Philippines to go and help us kind of do some training over there and meet the team over there. So get on the plane go away for a few weeks, do some, do a bit of work and a bit of playing around, hopefully. That'd yeah, be the plan. Def- definitely. I mean, kind of probably my plan's the same. I mean, this time last year, I was kind of traveling around Southeast Asia. Uh, that was cut short. Um, but yeah, I mean, luckily with kind of this work is that it's kind of almost fully digital. So you could technically take your word abroad, go somewhere yeah. hot, get tan. It all sounds good. That's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. One day. Definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, if we want to end on kind of how people can kind of get in touch with you, find meet Hugo, kind of what they can they expect. Obviously you've kind of touched on the new features and the new launch. When can they expect that? So new launch end of February for now, um, you head over to meethugo.com. You can check us out. Um, there's a live demo you can play with just to see what the platform looks like and see kind of what the information there looks like. And our sales team are always happy to give anyone a demo so they can kind of see some relevant stuff for them. Um, if anyone's kind of in the B2B world, it's worth a go because like, you can sign up for three months as a minimum for £449, which is pretty minimal to get. And generally, you'll get between five and ten projects and opportunities put into your account every week. So generally, most people will win a project in the first three months or so and see a decent return on investment for that. We've also got a partnership scheme, which is really good for agencies and people like yourselves where you can refer in your clients and then the commission on their recurring revenue as they go, which kind of helps them generate leads as well. Um, so that works really nicely as well, which is something we launched in November time. So that's something to check out as well. Um, and yeah, and then all the new features hopefully start coming out end of the month. And then we've, we've got a roadmap through to about August where we plan to have everything out sort of as an MVP at least is our plan. Cool. Well, no, thank you for joining me today, Ben. Cool. Thank you for having me. Hey, Sam again. I hope you enjoyed the first pod as much as I did hosting. If you did, please give the pod a follow, review and share with anyone who'd be interested. I really appreciate it.